together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Mark chapter 6 from verse 34 to verse 44. As Jesus stepped ashore, he saw a large crowd and he took pity on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he set himself to teach them at some length. By now, it was getting very late and his disciples came up to him and said, this is a lonely place. It is getting very late. So send them away and they can go to the farms and villages round about to buy themselves something to eat. He replied, give them something to eat yourselves. They answered, are we to go and spend 200 denarii on bread for them to eat? He asked, How many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on green grass. And they sat down on the ground in squares of hundred and fifties. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, raised his eyes to heaven and said the blessing. Then he broke the loaves and began handing them to his disciples to distribute among the people. He also shed out the two fish among them all. They all ate as much as they wanted. They collected 12 baskets of scraps of bread and pieces of fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. My dear brothers and sisters, this is one of the most beautiful gospel accounts. Jesus steps ashore and he sees a crowd and he has compassion on them. He gets off the boat. And as he gets off the boat, he sees people. And is able to see beyond what a, a human eye can see. He sees beyond their smiles. He sees beyond their cry for help. And he knows that there's something going on in their lives. But he also sees that they are like a sheep without a shepherd. Now, that, that's something absolutely amazing. That means Jesus sees that these people are not being led. Now, does it mean there was no leader? Possibly there was a leader. Was he not leading them? Uh, according to what I'm picking up in this text, they were not being led. And so this challenges the leadership, but it also challenges the people who are being led. And so as a, a, a member of a family, 
a member of a parish, of a community, of a country, of a congregation, of a diocese? Are we being led? Do we have leaders that the author that talks about in the book of Samuel, uh, I will raise up leaders like David, men and women after my own heart. In a religious context, do we still have leaders of stature? Do we still have leaders of integrity? Men and women who are leading us to the truth. Who are showing us the way of God. That the gospel and Christianity has not become an easy way to make money. That when I think of a church, I don't think of how to scam people. Gone are the days where we thought that the only thing that people need to do is to pay and obey. Are we a church that is open to a dialogue? Are we a church that can encourage crucial conversations? Are we a church that nurtures difference of opinion? Are we a church that cares for her people? Do we lead the people? But every good leader has to be led. And so Jesus sees them as people without a shepherd, as people without a legitimate leader. And I often argue, in the absence of a legitimate leader, illegitimate leaders emerge. And so, in our diocese, in our parishes, who makes decisions? Are the leaders leading us? Or we have been neglected? And so Jesus starts to teach. And that is important about leadership. That a leader must teach. Must empower people. Must allow people to see the greatness within themselves. And you see this in Jesus. How he teaches them. Because these people are posing a question. They are hungry Send them away. Let them go and find something to eat. And Jesus says, but you, I want you to become leaders. And so I need you to give them something yourselves. But what Jesus is doing in essence, he's saying, I want to empower you so that you yourselves can minister to these people. And so a good leader always raises up Great leaders. A good leader is never threatened by the potential that lies in those whom he leads. A great leader will always be 
implementing, searching out, pruning, and grooming greater leaders than himself and herself. That's a great leader that is able to see that she can see beyond and she can knowledge, acknowledge, and nurture a great skill in another person. That is a great leader. That I'm not threatened by your greatness. That I'm not threatened by how great you can become. And I always look at this and I remember it in two great leaders that we've ever had in this diocese, uh, Bishop Barry Wood and Archbishop Abel Gabuza. The ability to see the greatness in another person and to, to, to allow it to come out. To allow it to grow and to be comfortable in the other person being greater, being good. That is what good leadership is all about. The disciples say something important to Jesus. He says, this is a lonely place. It is getting very late. Send these people away so that they can find something to eat. They are acknowledging a problem. They are seeing a situation. And they, they describe it perfectly. It's a lonely place. It's getting late. They are hungry. They pose it to Jesus. Now Jesus is a leader. And leaders always ask crucial questions. He says to them, give them something to eat. What do you have? How many loaves do you have? And so he poses the question to them so that they can think. But they don't believe in themselves. They doubt themselves. They say, are you saying we are to go and buy with, three, with 200 denarii? And even if we were to buy that bread, will it be enough? And we go through that. Where am I really good? Can I do this? And a great leader always believes in you. He's realistic. But he's always willing to work with you. And he says, I'm going to be with you. Let them sit down. And I will work with you. I will show you how it's done. That's what great leaders do. And that's what we need in the church. That's what we need in our lives. Someone to journey with us. Someone to believe in us. Someone to see the goodness in us and to allow it to grow. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Today do we cry for our banished children of Eve. Today do we send up our signs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. May the Virgin Mother of God and may Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.